Welcome to Egg Food What, the first and only podcast about people eating stuff. I'm Mike Lisk. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another episode of Egg Food What. Uh, young Michael, I believe we have a very special guest with us today. Very special. So special that I think this may be the high water mark of <laughs> the podcast, <laughs> which is why I was putting it off, you know, to try to build to something, you know. So it may be a little uh, steep decline after this episode, but hey, uh, Julie Klausner is with us. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I love uh, I love being known as a high water mark. Um, is this a, a Hurricane Katrina metaphor or? <laughs> well, possibly. Back of the job, Mikey. <laughs> and uh, some of you may know Julie from Double Threat, which she's the co-host with Tom Sharpling. And she's our, also our, our our former high water mark. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll hear about that. <laughs> uh, and uh, some of you may know Julie from Difficult People. She was the creator of that series and writer, actor. She was uh, everything on that show. Very funny show. If you haven't seen it yet, it's still available on Hulu. Um, it's a uh, Fun fact, uh, I almost was on this show. Um, I was asked fun. to be uh, an extra in a writer's room episode. <laughs> I believe that was called Fuzz Buddies. Is that the episode? We had, yeah, that was, um, we we wanted you as one of the writers in the writer's room. Um, Pat, you would have been Pat great. Oswalt, Pat Oswalt was in there. Who else was in there? John Benjamin. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Good company. Well, how, how do they take it when you said no? Thank you. <laughs> not well, not well. Jeez. Well, the problem was. Where was Mike Liskat in his life that he said, you know what? Thanks, but well, no thanks. Well, I was in the uh, downward spiral. So I was working at, at uh, my uncle's bar. And sometimes I would stay there afterwards to late hours. And I think that particular evening, I didn't get the message right away. I, I think I had an event already slated for the next day. So it just didn't work out. Mm. But uh, one of the big regrets, <laughs> I mean, I, I know I could I, I could have bankrolled that into possibly being a, a gray, <laughs> a gray head uh, in a Cialis commercial. Or Downward maybe, files uh, are when you jump at opportunities like that. <laughs> or maybe a fruits and veggies uh, ad. You know, I, I you know, it could have. It was, it, it's the uh, road not traveled, I think, is the let, uh, Listen, as let that be your biggest regret and you're doing uh -huh. all right. Yeah, I'm doing okay. If that's your biggest regret, then everything is just fine. Uh -huh. <laughs> who who did you have to call uh, when Mike's turned you down? Who was next on the call list? Did you um, call to take his place? And well, John Hinckley was Junior? still in prison. He was still in prison. Now he's touring. Yeah. but he would have been a a, a decent uh, you know understudy. Mike, um, Mike, 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 Mike has said in the past that if he had taken that pop, Reagan wouldn't have made it. That Hinkley's well, a my whole thing, my whole thing is that you know people say, oh, you're it's it's wrong to buy merch from John Hinkley and go to his shows and idolize him, and I'm like, you're completely right. The guy missed. Yeah, it's like the guy that shot tried to shot, took five shots at Yoko Ono that time and missed all of them. Oh, see, we yeah. have different, we have different. Um, 
we're coming at this with different heroes, <laughs> but the same punchline, just different heroes. <laughs> That's a bad call. Well, who turned down the who turned the who, who turned down this role? Mike Mike Lisk. This is oh why yeah, I, I mean it, it was a matter of not not getting the message in a timely manner, and it was a I, I, they needed a quick response. So yeah, they're not going to wait on me. They just moved ahead. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry we didn't come to you with another um, with another role. If it were up to me. <laughs> We would have kept trying, <laughs> but, would he have, but would he have it had was our last season. It was our last season. So. It was, yes. Would he have had a line or just Absolutely. handsome man in the back? Well, and Mickey. What, what are, in the back? What, what do you put? You, you want to put a curtain over the Mona Lisa? No. But let's hear it, Mike. These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> let's hear it. These pretzels are making me thirsty. I couldn't write something so, so uh -huh. lucrative. Damn. Be in season 107 of Curb right now, if I could. You knocked that one out of the park, Mike. So I think the big regrets now are in Julie's. It's just that. No, believe me. <laughs> believe yeah. me. I'm I'm riddled with those. Yeah. I'm riddled. You I'm are like sitting a... in the cat bird scene now, Mike Lisk. That was also that was also the episode with Mickey Dolan's. Did he ever enter the writer's room? Ooh. Would he have been in the scene too? Or no, but I would have invited you to the set as I oh, did. Wow. I, I as I did Tom, who uh -huh. made a special um, visit to the the set to to meet and and see Mickey at work. And I will say, of all of our cameos and our guest stars, Mickey was probably the best prepared of any of them. Really? Okay. Um, well, Bro. I mean, just as far as like what expectations not not my expectations, but I, I was working with some some colleagues that were concerned about, you know, him being an older gent and, and uh -huh. saying, I don't know, he's got a lot of lines. And he came and not only did he know his lines so perfectly, but he was just such, mm -hmm. he was so funny. He was such an incredible pro and he just delivered them exactly right. And it was just a matter of like, you know, turning the camera around so we could get coverage, but he was so prepared and, it was just a dream. Oh. Mickey Dolan's out of the park. Out as, of the park. As someone who has yet to hear a monkey song he does not like, mm -hmm. except Last Train to Clark's, I've never loved that one. Uh, Why don't you like that song? He does seem like he'd be an easy breeze. A cool guy. Oh, he was Glad so wonderful. That. And he was such a, well, he's also like, you take into consideration that he's been doing this since he was a child, since he yeah. was like yeah. five yeah. years old, you know? So it's it's one of those things where, you know, uh, uh, fish gotta swim, birds gotta fly. Mickey yeah. Dolan's has gotta show Mike, up and be great on camera. Mike List gotta reject offers that come his way. It, he was busy. <laughs> it's totally fine. Well, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm the only one old enough to have watched the monkeys when it was on the air. Wow. And, and, and Mickey Dolan's was a, a a personal hero of mine. Mm -hmm. And and I actually toyed with the idea of you know, promoting myself as a Mickey, you know, when it, when what it dawned on me, <laughs> yeah. when it dawned it. on me, we didn't that, talk about know. this in rehearsals, Mike, <laughs> explain what you're, what, what that well, means. Well, I you. mean, Mickey, you know, I guess his, his formal name is Michael, right? I don't George think... Michael Dolan. Yeah. Okay. 
So, you know, it, da it dawned on me, well, you know, Mickey's like a nickname for Michael. Oh, you were going to go by the name? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. I, meant, I, thought oh. it'd be cool I thought you meant you friends. were going to tell girls that you were Mickey Dolan's. No, I, I was really young. You know, I wasn't the, that wasn't even in mind. I, it I was could just, see you as a Mickey. I could see you passing as a Mickey for sure. Yeah, I, I was just going to try and promote my own nickname, which is never mm -hmm. a good idea. Right. They say that you can't choose your own nickname. No. I, I feel like Mickey gets... I call him Mickey. He gets short shrift because we all think of Davy Jones as the singer in the monkeys, which is partially true. But Mickey sang on a no. Mickey's song, the voice. Of, Mickey's the voice of the monkeys. including if if he sang nothing else, Daydream Believer. So well, Davy sang Daydream Believer, but that's sort of that that was the only like number one um, single that Davy sings on. So Davey was actually kind of, right. yeah. So yeah, Dave, I, think, I think that's right. Yeah. Can I talk yeah. to you off to the side here for a second? <laughs> no, I'm going with Julie. I, I, no, I'm, no, pretty if, sure, if, I'm pretty if sure. If you guys want to be, if you want to be, I mean, it's got that. If you want to be super alienated, you'll have me and Tom on to talk monkeys. And then, and then you'll, <laughs> you'll never eat Chinese food again. You'll be so depressed. You'll be like, oh, I can't, I can't oh. shake that association. Those, those two, Jeez. those two know-it-alls. Because even though Mike watched it in real Time. Oh yeah, I'm I'm nowhere so, the fanatic that Tom is. No, I, well, I bow to his uh one of the thing well I, well I will hope that you would curtsy to mine because <laughs> Tom and I have that in one of the one of the things that we have and we have a lot in common, I think, but one of the things we have in common is we're both crazy obsessive monkeys fans and we both were turned on to them during very challenging times of our lives when that when MTV re-ran them in 80 eight wow okay i believe 80s 88 oh, they, wow. they started I don't remember that so they so the, so mtv brought back the monkeys in rerun form in the late 80s and i would watch them after school um and i was like you know a very phobic uh depressed child and so like having that was very comforting to me um and that's how i got turned on to the monkeys and then because when i love something i have to just love it i can't just like it um, mm -hmm. became obsessed with it and and then later like you know got turned on to their you know the the psychedelic movie head and learned more about like the the mechanics of the like how they sort of came to be and the songwriters and everything like that but that is just one of my obsessions so that is why Mickey Dolenz is on Difficult People <laughs> How many times did you watch that VH1 movie from like I think 2000? Oh, the one where they got they got people to play them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I, I, love that I watched movie. that in college. That was fun. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, they could never find um well, I guess yeah, you're you're always sort of look there's that balance between lookalike and then you're looking for that Austin Butler sort of uncanny Ooh. valley of like, well, I want to evoke Elvis, but it, it's not an impersonator necessarily. None of none of those gentlemen look like Austin Butler, if I may yeah, say. Yeah, he he's he's a he's a handsome bloke. Did you did you fellas see Elvis? Oh yeah. <laughs> did you yeah. like it? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was good. It was depressing, but he was he was fantastic. Austin Butler, uh, I just thought he was fantastic. Now, now, Greg, you're a big Ramones fan. Yes. Yeah. Who would you cast? It, as the Ramones, is this a bad question? Is this a too? Is this too hard? <laughs> right, I'm just, sure he's thought of it before. Is uh, this just like? Is this an Adam Driver like as um all the Oompa Loompas situation where they just use 
that technology where they they use deep yeah. boy to just you know copy and paste wasn't he isn't there supposedly rumors of a movie with him being cast as joey floating around or did i dream that i mean that makes perfect sense like i i wouldn't be surprised at all I'll, if that were to happen i'll say this and i'm not even joking uh, the person I've always thought has the face of John, uh, Johnny Ramone is Mike Lisk, a young Mike Lisk. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. Of Johnny Ramone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Johnny Ramone? Yeah. Oh, oh don't, don't act like you've never thought. <laughs> oh, me? <laughs> no, what? no. No, no, I never, you know, no, no, nobody's ever compared me to Johnny Ramone before. No, Hold on. I'm going to look up Johnny Ramone just so I can. But here's, here's sure the thing that... about the Ramones movie. It's all it's all going to be wigs. I mean, you don't you're not going to even see their faces much. So it could be almost anybody. Right. You never see Joey's face. Johnny Ramone is pretty obscured. I see. I look at Johnny Ramone. I just see Nigel Tufnell in these photos. (laughs) There's so much Uh, wig acting. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because then Marky. Let me see Marky. Oh my God, Marky! Uh, Marky you would see Mickey more Dolan's of his face. Play Dee Dee. He's got who a face you, like Dee Dee's. Who would you cast as Marky? Because he's got a sort of a long face. Yeah, yeah. you're right. No, Dee Dee does have that sort of like um, wide set eyes and yeah. yeah. Uh, Marky. Eesh. Yeah, Marky's a very. Spe- I mean, almost like Henry Winkler. Should we go full Winkler for Marky? <laughs> hey. uh-huh. I don't know. That's a good one. That's it's going to be a wonderful movie. I've never thought of this, to be honest. Wow. Okay. That's surprising. I mean, yeah, to me, it's all about the music. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Now, 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 another one of my heroes was on Difficult People, and that's Andrea Martin. Oh, my God. I was a huge SCTV fan. So. That was uh, quite a coup to get her in the cast, I'm sure. She is one of, I mean, she's like my favorite person. She's, she, she you know, this kind of, you take this as you will. I mean it as the ultimate compliment. She, she's like a female Marty Short. And mm-hmm, that like, right. she's, she's that funny. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. at anything but the ultimate compliment. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. 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 Um, that, I mean, I, that's, that's how I mean it. Like, and, and those two yeah. have their, you know, their, their, brother and sister-in-law for a moment oh um, were they yeah yeah oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, and um and she is so funny so smart and um this is corny and maybe not but uh she taught me so much as a writer mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she would look at scenes and sort of look at them as a map and she'd be like all right my next line I go here and then the next line I'm going over there and I'm like oh my god you're right you need to go (laughs) forward wow okay so I would rewrite and then also there was a certain amount of improvising that um people would always ask me like how much of it is improv and I'd always say like the only people who are really allowed to improvise are Billy and Andrea Mm -hmm. (laughs) so every once in a while they'll be like um at the end of a scene she'll say something really funny like the odds are she came up with that uh huh. Wow. She'll she'll say things like "Why so hostile?" Mm-hmm. That's a that's a total Andrea Martinism. That and hundred percent, she likes to say that. <laughs> and then I seen her on stage too. And um, if you can, I know you're probably not the kind of guys that run out and get Broadway tickets the minute something <laughs> goes on sale. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I saw her in Pippin doing okay. these like acrobatic. Um, she was on a trapeze and she wow. was 
singing and she was so incredible mm-hmm. was the um only time at the time i saw the whole like it was a standing ovation in the middle of the show wow, all right that's was, unique yeah yeah uh-huh. they gave her all this they gave her a trapeze routine to do and she studied with a um an acrobat and a pilates teacher and mm-hmm. she wow, um yeah, she, she 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 killed it so i have nothing bad to say about Andrea Martin. She's um, she's my idol too. Do you have anything bad to say about, I mean, you look at the guest list of the list of guest stars on the show. Yes. Murderer's row after murderer's row after murderer's row. Yes. Of great comedians and actors. Right. Stuff. You're like, who do I actually want to murder? I'll tell okay, you. Who, off who mic. do you want to talk shit on? I'll right tell now. you off mic. I'll tell you off mic. Oh, nobody's listening. Who, who do you do you have a do you have another two or three favorites you'd like to give a little shout out to? I mean, I know it's tough. There's a million of them. Julianne Moore was totally game. Not only was she game to do it, but she was like, um, she was really funny and weird. And like we were shooting um very late at night, and because we had these terrible hours, like you know, it was just the whole thing was as Mike would know because he wasn't available. And honestly, our asks were probably. We're probably like, could you, you know, show up at 4 a.m. and then maybe leave at 4 p.m. the next day? So we had like been shooting very late at night and Billy and I were starving and a and and someone got us. We were shooting right across from Peter Luger in uh-huh. Williamsburg. Oh, we oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so we were so we were so hungry that we decided it would be a good idea for them to get us steaks. Nice. So we were like, go get us steaks. Uh-huh. So they brought uh-huh. us steaks and we didn't have any utensils. So we started eating the steaks with our hands. And <laughs> Julianne Moore looked at us and said, you two are animals. <laughs> I was going to say savages. She said savages. She called us beasts. <laughs> you wouldn't stop talking about it. It was so funny to see her like react. to, us. And we weren't like. We weren't going at it like hungry dogs. We just happened to have been using our hands, but she just took that as an advantage to like to 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 goof on us, and it was mm. really funny. Did you say, well, you know what, Julianne Moore, you can get the hell out of here if you don't like it? Yeah, that's exactly what we said. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I can't even pick uh, pick who my favorite would be. I'm just looking at the. It's crazy. Yeah, um, there were. I mean, well, I guess. Well, that's not true. I, I guess it's hard for me to put anybody above. Martin Short. Yeah, Marty was Marty was the best. Marty is he the best. Is, I don't know why he just doesn't do all the award shows, all the you know everything. Uh, he's, he's had an all, interesting. He's do all the shows every he's show. Had a, every he's year. had an interesting career. It's great that I love that he's doing um his show. Mm-hmm. Whatever, however old he is, I don't care. I, it's like yeah. What is that Bridget Everett always says? Dreams don't have a deadline. She, he He's on TV now. He's the star of a show. It's about fucking time. And yeah. I'm thrilled he's... Um, I've never, ever been, like, less happy after seeing Martin Short. <laughs> yeah. And it is true. He does have this weird, like... I feel like if you're a newborn baby, you know Martin Short and you love him. But then again, mm-hmm. it's like he's never had... Well, I don't want to say he's never had, but a super signature, like I, when I think of Martin Short before Only Murders of the Building or something, I might have said Clifford. But well, he was never like Clifford a movie a big star. Movie. He wasn't a movie star the way that Chevy Chase or yeah. some of it. And he writes about that in his book, which is, by the way, 
an excellent, really, really thoughtful book. Mm -hmm. um, he talks about sort of being the late bloomer of his peers in um, Second City, Canada, and mm -hmm. how he dealt with feeling the jealousy of watching everyone around him succeed and 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 that he hadn't really like he was always sort of more popular on television than in film. He didn't really mm -hmm. have a breakout. I guess Inner Space was sort of like the closest to that big budget movie. Mm -hmm. um, but um, he's just always done his own thing. And he's also, also always taken it in stride. And then anyone who knows him will just say, like, he's the most healthy, well-adjusted mm -hmm. guy. Like he's... Yeah. He's got, you know, in his book, he writes about how he has these different departments of his life that he likes to keep balanced, like family, friendship, health. Like, how am I doing with this? How am I doing with that? Um, whatever he's doing, it is working for him. Mm -hmm. God bless Marty Short. God bless Marty Short. <laughs> God bless Marty Short. And, and James Urbaniak, who played uh, your mm -hmm. husband. Yes. And that was, you know, I think about, you know, famous couples on TV. Now, you had something very different there. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a couple as remote. It was sort of a remote marriage. That's funny, because what I did is <laughs> I just I just gender flipped what you see all the time, which is just like a pain in the ass guy with like a really patient woman. <laughs> OK, all right. Oh, OK. See, I didn't so, even pick up on that. No, right. no, that's OK. That's probably uh -huh. good because I, I just sort of wanted to subvert the like the really like, um, you know, uh, stable, well-dressed, good-looking, like wife that's like, honey, that's yeah, right. great. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sweetheart, that's crazy, but yeah. I'm going to support you anyway with that like boisterous husband that's just like, why isn't the world fair? And uh -huh. then goes out and makes things much, much worse. Um, I wrote that part for James. I, I uh -huh. always wanted him to to play Arthur. Arthur was specifically written for him. Uh -huh. Did he regale you with tales of Bayonne? Constantly, oh. it was it was it was it was hard uh -huh. to stick to the script sometimes because <laughs> Bayonne was like a it was like the like the fifth character in the in the show. Yeah, we we've talked when he was on the best show, and uh, I can't I don't think he was there very long. Although maybe his family was there very long, I can't remember. But uh, yeah, he's a fellow Bayonne uh, resident. Well, I met him on the East Coast. I've always thought of him as an East Coaster. Uh -huh. You know, I I always like when I met him, he was in Hal Hartley movies and he yeah, was doing yeah. theater. And I knew I always knew he was from New Jersey. Um, yeah, I I knew him from the Hal Hartley movies and. If you told me he was a Bayonne guy from just those movies, I would have said, get out of here. I mean, you know, his characters in that movie aren't uh, particularly Bayonne. You know, they don't. He's, yes, he puts, he, the the urbane, he puts the urbane in Urbania. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, he's very he's very reserved generally. And even in difficult people, he's reserved. But uh, that, that's interesting. I, yeah, I, I, I didn't figure out what you were doing there. I mean, mm -hmm. you, it was very different. But now when you lay it out, I'm like, oh, OK, that's interesting because, yeah, it is like that. It was I'm fun to be able to play like the Kevin James to his, you know, just like phys physically, maybe a little out of my yeah, the league, stable, but... the stable mate. Right. Yeah. You know, stable, always like... one stable and one unstable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's always uh -huh. making money and he's got the steady job and he loved cooking for me and he uh -huh. just loved taking care of me, even though I was such an asshole to him so it was um uh, yeah it, it, it definitely like that, that that I knew that dynamic very well going into it in terms of what I want it to be 
Hmm. I was also looking at some of the, uh, I mean, my, I think my favorite episode of them all was uh, Sweet Tea. Oh, thanks. And, and, and right towards the end there, uh, and what inspired, in that particular episode, they all accidentally get uh, high on this, what is, I can't. I'm Ayahuasca. Mis- yeah, Ayahuasca. I'm going to mispronounce it. <laughs> But uh, that particular scene was very funny. And Andrea Martin was hilarious in that scene. Oh, my scene. God. Was she funny? Yeah. So that I think that may be my favorite episode. What what inspired that episode? Was there a, um, something behind th- that? Thank you. Yeah, we. I was trying to build up to the finale of, like, Billy's got to make this decision to go to L.A. And I've got to straddle this line between, like, do I want to stay miserable in show business or do I just want to, like, which is kind of funny. Someone pointed this out to me recently online. They're just like, you're just doing what your character does in Sweet Tea with like all my tie I thought the same stuff. thing when I read, I the, re- like, read the plot line looking for the, the episode name. And so I read the plot funny. line about getting into crafting. And I couldn't yeah. remember specifically what it was in the show. What was the crafting? It was just it was just like general crafting. But like I, I and then I, I was talking about that to someone and I was like, did you realize that? They were like, yeah. And I was like, well, I didn't because, <laughs> you know, at a certain point, comedy and show business makes you so miserable and you just want to stay at home and make stuff with a glue gun or with some, you know, fabric. And so my, my character was kind of like, you know, had to sort of make a decision around that in the same way that Billy had to make a decision around his thing. And even though the episodes in each season were interchangeable in it so far that I was able to say okay you know I know what this I know what the premiere is and I know what the finale is I did want an overarching kind of story and in that one it was like Philly is having a hard time and might actually find himself a little bit better off in LA um and he had some like and that was also dealing with like his boyfriend for the first time and then in my case, I think I was struggling as to like whether or not I was really cut out for comedy. So that was kind of the the way to sort of take all these sort of bigger stories and, you know, kind of bring them to a rolling boil so that in the finale we can explode it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the, the actual sort of taking of the hallucinogen that yes. wasn't inspired by any particular personal experiences or somebody I've else never- you knew? You know, I've done a lot of I've done a lot of ketamine infusions, but I've never done ayahuasca because I'm terrified of vomiting. It's my okay. number oh, one yeah, yeah. phobia. I there's a name for it, fear of mm-hmm. throwing up. Um uh I'm also uh, not crazy about the idea of being buried alive, but I don't think that's weird. The <laughs> the, na- the, the nausea of um of of that experience would completely rule it out for me. Would you would you ever have you you've never done no, I'm, uh, I'm, ayahuasca? I've I've never done any hallucinogenics, believe it or not. As as big a, as a Grateful Dead fan as I am, what and, about and all the drugs mushrooms? and stuff swirling around that? No, I, I I you know I had a bad I had a bad experience in high school with pot, um, where 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 my brother you know was already in college. He went to Stockton State in in Southern Jersey, which was known as a party school, so he had access to good good mm. pot i think it was mm-hmm. hawaiian he came up one time we went to a strong. party on the weekend and i smoked we, we smoked one joint between us and i got high as a kite to the point where and i guess the paranoid thing kicked in 
Oh, that sucks. And, and I was in a, uh, you know, I've had, because I smoke pot at other, other occasions. I had the good time, the laughing till you can't laugh anymore. Sure. That routine. Uh, but this time, I was, I guess maybe because I was in a uh, an unknown, unknown, unknown setting. I was at this stranger's house and lots of people I didn't know there. And it just turned into this paranoid thing where I had, had to, at one point, just go sit in a car. Because I was having oh. such a yeah, I was having such a bad time. I wonder if it was hot, or if it well, was, yeah, like, that's it a had good something question. else on knows? it. Or... Who knows? Wow. But here's the thing: it, it wasn't done. You know, like I didn't go home, go to bed, and it's over. I had you know a, a sort of residual effect, and I'm mm. I was a senior in high school at the time, and it was scary because I had you know I, the way I describe it is like a double consciousness. So, you know, you're not right in the head yet. This thing, this high is still lingering. I mean, I was functioning fine, but but I still knew I wasn't I wasn't free of it yet. <laughs> for how how long did for, that for last? For like, you know, a, a few days. Oh, so, no. So it was kind of it was kind of frightening and it was kind of frightening. Well, you were probably oh. convinced that you were never going to be the same. I, I thought I was going mad. Yes. <laughs> but here's the thing. My my. Confronted with that dilemma, mm. my uh, reaction was to don't say a word to anybody Aww. because then then they'll think you're going mad. Mm. And so I just sort of waited it out. Unfortunately, yeah, it stopped. And that was I'm that. I'm sure that must have <laughs> sounded like you were throwing gasoline on the fire with the paranoia bit by keeping it secret. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was it was bizarre. And then I got all the peer pressure because then I'm like, you know what? I'll stick to beer because I know how I react to beer. I don't want this fun and games where I don't know what what, how I'm going to react. So and then psychedelics Mm -hmm. just seemed like a worse scenario for me. So I always avoided that. I was like, you know, I'm sure people have interesting experiences with that stuff. But uh I like a little control. <laughs> I'm so sorry you had that experience. That sounds so scary. And I do wonder what was actually in that study. Yeah, no. And did, did your brother have a No, no, I think, I think he was, he was cool with it. You know, I think it was just something I, I had a reaction. No, he mm-hmm. didn't have a bad reaction at all. You know, he's like, he's like looking at me like, well, what's wrong with, you know? So, oh, so yeah, it was, it was just uh, a bad experience uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna say this not in a snarky way because i actually uh don't know them well at all but so you like the dead as a sober person (laughs) you can be snarky (laughs) well here's the thing we'll tie it into your your uh let's let's just talk about how you've you've branched out now you've got like a a whole fashion line oh i've got a side hustle i like i like tie-dye and it's such a it's such a grateful dead adjacent art form yeah exactly and i've i've only heard um i've only heard some grateful dead songs but i don't i don't <laughs> like them but i also don't i don't hate them in the way that uh-huh. like like greg i i hear i hear you i also wonder like is are the dead too easy of a target at this point are we like should we be focused they're a fun on target i you yeah, know I, yeah. I i understand why they're they're criticized you know i i always say they're a bar band their singers aren't great you know uh some people don't like you know the how did you get into them well it was it was one of those just first bands you know i think everybody the, the bands that you get into earliest sort of stick with you, I think, for the most part, you know, 
And, they, and you had friends that turned you onto it or your brothers or no, I think I think I just sort of heard about, you know what? I think I got their greatest hits in one of those Columbia eight records for a dollar or whatever the hell it was. And so that was my introduction. And, and I liked it. Then it turned out my cousin, who was a little older than me, she was into them. She lived in Westfield, New Jersey. And then uh, next thing I know, I'm going to a Grateful Dead show, my first concert. In English Town, New Jersey, a hundred thousand people. Um, that was wow. my first concert. I was sixteen. Well, if your first concert was always going to have some import, yeah, you know, for the sake of being resonant. But the actual music that when you first heard it, like, what other stuff did you like? Oh, I liked I liked uh, Led Zeppelin. I liked the harder rock. You know, uh, Arrow. Do you like the Beatles? Arrow, yeah. I, I got uh, those the Red and Blue compilations. Okay, I love those sure, records. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I got um, I was into Aerosmith, Led Zeppelin, briefly Kiss. My, you know, I I, I did sort of every young out... man goes through a Kiss phase. <laughs> <laughs> I did figure out though that like I rock and roll all over, or I think is I think that's the album. I got that record for Christmas and I'm like, oh, this band sucks. <laughs> I was yeah. done. I was done with Kiss after about three or four records. Like finding out wrestling isn't real. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I feel like Kiss should have just been a pinball machine. Yeah. And not a band. Talk, like, who's the genius that sat them down and said, you know what, guys, let's do this without the makeup. Let's make it about the music. Uh -huh. people Wait, is that what that album is? I don't know which which album was it? Lick oh. it up. Oh, I, yeah, I, I think some were less gung ho. I think Gene Simmons was, I think he was the one that pushed all that, right? Of course, I, he, I, of course it was his idea. Yeah. Any yeah. real manager would have said, uh, you know what, guys, let's make it about the makeup and the boots and the fire. And <laughs> I, I, I have this running like trade I want to do, like who just to the Jewish people, I really want to give up. And he's very high on that list. Yeah. <laughs> Of people I want to trade in him, like Ben Shapiro. They're just like the embarrassing ones. But back to the dead. Back to yeah. The dead. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw. Uh, you, were those? Uh, you, you posted some photos. Uh, were they cousins or aunt, uncle? Had a, sh a store, and and there was some Grateful Dead stuff. Uh, like There's they were into. It. There's so much Grateful Dead stuff in the tie dye world and some of the most yeah. talented tie-dye artists ever are into that band and yeah. i guess i just um they're just they're, honestly it's like peanut butter and jelly it's like you can't separate them <laughs> i'm curious about the the history of it but i also i'm just i just don't dig it like i've, I've given it a shot and it's yeah. not that i don't like it's not that i don't like um crunchy stuff or groovy stuff or uh -huh. corny stuff yeah. Um, I guess it's just not melodic enough for me. Uh -huh. And I also have a hard time knowing, like, um, I guess the kids say now, like, when is the beat going to drop? But for me, uh -huh. it's like, when is it going to kick in? Where's the where's the chorus? Yeah. Like, where's the hook? That, that to me is very frustrating. See, even when I was young, you know, it, it was like relaxing music to me. It wasn't like rocking out. I mean, you know, I, then I got into like the Clash and Ramones and all that stuff. And so then I went on that whole uh, musical journey. So, so when you say relaxing, I mean, are you talking about like long sort of like jam band? Like, cause well, I, I, like do, I do find so... the songs melodic and, you know, I, it's, yeah, it's a okay. cliche. I always tell people, listen to, you know, try American Beauty and uh, Working Man's Dead. And if, if you don't like those records, then, yeah, they're probably not for you. 
I mean, the, are those the, early the, records of theirs? Yeah, those, those, are, okay. those came out like in 70, 1970. Uh, they, I think they came out in the same year. And I, um, I like the art. I like that guy smashing an ice cream cone into his forehead. <laughs> that one makes me laugh. Yeah, <laughs> they always like had a, good art. Looked uh, like a Robert, looked like a Robert Crumb um, drawing by like an airbrush artist or and something. And he hated them. He, he, he I think he, oh, he sure. Was, he was living in San Francisco at the time and he hated all those bands, you know? Well, how much of, of what you think people hate about the dead is about the music and how much of it is about the accoutrements? <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, they're easy targets, the fans, you know, and I never got into the full uh, following them on the road. I mean, I, I, I saw them, you know, a handful of times when they played in the area, Madison Square Garden, the Spectrum. Was that fun? Oh, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. You know, I, you know, I was still pretty young, um, but then they, you know, they, they got rid of a band member. Uh, well, actually, uh, they got rid of two band members and they brought in this guy, Brent Midland, who would later commit suicide. Oh, no. Yeah, he was uh, they, in, in the Grateful Dead. The organ player was the doomed instrumentalist you oh, know god it they was lost the final they lost, tap like yeah they, yeah they, they died young and they had yeah i think two suicides actually so uh but oh my but, god well, yeah I I hate he, music. <laughs> when he came in he you know they let him sing some song and, and he was like pure middle of the road i mean it was like the doobie brothers and i was like what the hell what, what are they doing with this guy and so i i i stopped listening to him in about 79 and, you know, I've tried to listen to live shows after 79 mm -hmm. and yeah, I don't like them. You know, I mean, literally, I had, you know, that was the end of the Grateful Dead for me. That's interesting. When, so when before before 1979, like the Dead and the Doobie Brothers were like very, very different. Uh huh. Yeah. OK. Yeah. At but least yeah, the Doobie he... Brothers were on what's happening. <laughs> a, a uh, the idea that the idea that rerun would tape yeah. that show. It like is funny. Any I'm like, of the shows from Watts really in loving the Doobie Brothers, but the idea, yeah, the idea that he would know someone who'd want to buy that bootleg particularly yeah. is so just such a great example of like the writers of television yeah. being completely out of touch with the rest I, of the world. I, I want to say something nice about the Grateful Dead here because nobody thinks less of their music than me. Nobody is more <laughs> gleeful about shitting on the dead than me. Uh -huh. But at least they were like the first. Of those jam bands or the most iconic. But when I got to college, everybody knew everybody I knew was obsessed with fish. Right. Mm. Yeah. I was like, can you motherfuckers at least listen to the dead? Like at least that <laughs> I'm like, Man. Yeah, no, I, I I've tried tried to see what the fish thing is all about. And people get sent me live shows and stuff. Oh yeah. Everybody I know had three hundred cassettes of every show. And ever. uh I'll say this about fish. They they can play their instruments well. And that's about it. Their, their songs are, are ridiculous to me. I I don't think they're good songwriters. They're not good singers. So all they've got going, they should be an instrumental band. Well, <laughs> they should, yeah, then every, they every, should every, just oh, go Ray, out there and jam. Ray's going to play the entire White Album for Christmas. <laughs> like, oh, Merry fucking Christmas, mate. Like, uh -huh. Yeah, well, I never I never heard any of those full album deals they did, you know. So why are they so popular as a as a, a like question. are the is, is the lot is the live thing 
like a supposedly yeah i mean they, like a side effect of just people having a great time at those live shows so they're like well then i want to remember that supposedly they're the heirs of the grateful dead i mean the grateful dead were known for you know the, the long jams and the long concerts so they're doing the same thing not I, just I, not just culturally musically yeah musically it's it's similar you know uh but not as good it's just a, sort of a poor man's grateful dead so yeah Greg is right on the nose with that, you know, like. I just think it's so interesting to fetishize live shows when what you're really doing is you're saying, I had such a good time that night because I was high and I was dancing. I was out with my friend. So therefore I have this recording. It doesn't matter. It's like, it's like, um, yeah, it's almost like having a VHS of like your wedding or something. Uh But most of these tapes, most of these tapes going around were even shows that like you would you were at like they would just get them from other people it's mm. like getting an autograph through the mail or something it's like well what's the fucking point of that and but, are they good live? but you're saying they play their instruments well so maybe they are a good live band if you like what they're playing yeah no i mean i think that generation you know the grateful dead were probably in in decline and then they were done in not what 95 mm-hmm. um so they sort of filled the void you know, the, the the people, yeah, the, the people who were like maybe into the dead is like, wait a second, I want to follow a band around again. And I want to, you know, take drugs. And, you know, of course. Yeah. Have a Dance good time. Yes. What's, what's that primal scream song? We want to get loaded. Have a good time. <laughs> people, people, people go to Peter Luger's and get the salmon or whatever. So who knows? <laughs> who knows why people like what they like? How, how, what did you think of the Peter Lugers? That's been an uh, an ongoing discussion. I was so I was so hungry at the time that you could have fed me, you know, like semi thawed steakums, and I would have been thrilled. <laughs> but even in my in my you know ravenous state, I was discriminating enough to be like, this shit is underrated <laughs> or overrated, overrated. Oh, oh overrated. Okay, overrated. Mike, can I, Mike, can I talk to you over here with Mike? Then Mike, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Great. Uh-huh. I may have gotten. What do you mean? A, wow, she's with me. I may have gotten a lousy um, cut. I, I we we maybe in retrospect, perhaps we were shy about making a you know production assistant get us steak Peter Luger's, and we may have said just get us the cheapest one. Maybe we should have said yeah. get I, us a fillet, or you know what yeah. I mean. I think this production assistant you sent to Peter Luger's did not make it to Peter Luger's. Oh, <laughs> Sounds like the, they made it to like Tops. The, the Kellogg's Diner. They made it to Kellogg's and came running okay. back. I, I Peter think they Luger. pocketed some extra cash that night. Peter Fair, Luger's okay. can, can do no, no wrong for Greg, even though they treat you like an assembly line when you go in there. When, when that think... steak is that good, they can do what they want. Yes. Isn't that part of the, part of the experience? Don't you yeah. kind Charm. of like yes. that? sort of dominate throwing plates experience. at you like hurrying like along they know the food the steak is that good and it is uh-huh. they can be like get the fuck out of here we hate that you're here leave your money and get the hell out of here it's that good and it's it's yes sir thank you yes it's that good i've been to other great steak places that aren't as good and they have to make up for it with the cozy atmosphere and everybody's friendly and you know here's some cake or whatever not peter mm-hmm. lucas and it's it's unbelievable. That I also wonder if like something was lost in translation as a takeout um, situation, like the, it was yeah that it was like put in a bag and schlepped across the street. Well, the, well, um, actually, 
Well, like I said, that's I not think that. They used to have a policy when I lived there. I lived only a couple blocks away. Not that I was a baller and went to Peter Luger's every day, but like <laughs> I know they did have a policy. They didn't have takeout. Um, that might have changed, but they had a you know policy of like, no, we're not going to let you take our steak out. We need mm. you to experience it right away. Uh, we, we need need you to be here so we can treat you rudely. <laughs> right, exactly. You're in my. You, house. you have to get the full experience of okay. being well, treated rather- like. Would you really like garbage? The, would you rather throw... the greatest steak in the history of the world and they, you know, they're not sit cozying up asking you how your summer vacation was or a so-so steak and they're nice to you? Come on now. I don't <laughs> think it's the greatest steak in the world. That's why, you know, I, well, I we'll talk you. about the fact that you know what the hell you're talking about. So have you I, been to have you been to Keens? I love Keens. It's it's there it's my favorite. I love Keens. It's my favorite place to hang out and the but but I I I I your point is well taken in terms of how much that might just be atmosphere, the low, you know, ceilings yeah. with the pipes Keens, and the beautiful Keens, painting Keens behind has, the bar. Keens has the best atmosphere of any restaurant ever. And that it's beyond compare how great and cozy and I think I've only gone there in like winter and it's always snowing and so it's extra cozy and their steak is really, really good, but it is not Peter Lugers. I'm happy to go to Keens anytime, day or night, mm-hmm. thrilled, but their steak is not Peter I Lugers. had the first date of a five-year relationship at Keens. I think it's Ooh. all Keens' fault. Oh, spill the tea, girl. <laughs> but I mean, well- hey. Hey, he started, oh, he started that on a good note. The though. T-bone. Yeah, no, we, the, uh, in other, yeah, in other words, if it were, an, if he had taken me elsewhere, we probably would have realized sooner that we weren't right for each took, other. If he took you to Peter Luger's, you would have like, yeah. why would he take me here where I'm going to be treated well, like uh I'll be honest. A preview I'll of coming honest. attractions. <laughs> if, if I'll be honest, if, if I'm, if I'm taking a girl on a first date, it, it just happened 17 years ago. So it's still fresh in my mind. I would take her to Keene's instead of Peter Luger's because Keene's is so warm and intimate and let's be honest if you're on a first date you don't really care about the food uh plus peter luger's i'm gonna be distracted by the steak because it's so amazing and it is so bright it doesn't scream romance so i give i I, props to the guy for keens that's a hell of a first date keens is a great (laughs) yeah it was a good first date it was a good first date i mean the rest of the rest of the relationship is yeah That's a great first date. Jeez. I don't know how, like date number two. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of food. He's the best in the I, business. I, I, I try, I try to get, I tried, I, I did try to enlist uh, Julie to go for the uh, egg foo young challenge. She was having no maybe maybe let's not no truck with that. I said, I said um, that makes me sick <laughs> to yeah, think yeah, about. Exactly. Because and sometimes you... you fellas post photos from the show that are so uh, revolting. I, I wonder if I, yeah. you know, it, sometimes the photos you post make me wonder as a Jewish person yeah. who loves Chinese food more than life, uh-huh. if I like Chinese food. Imagine seeing, you've seen the photos, imagine seeing them live. They're horrifying. So those are not stock photos. That's just you with your phone, like hovering over yeah. a, a no, snow I, pee. I, with I'm, some, I'm, oh. I'm photographing what I'm eating, yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe in the future, Mike, let's remove the word challenge 
Because if you say that, it does sound like, oh, shit, this is going to be a nightmare. And maybe on your phone, <laughs> try scrolling. Over. There's like a portrait mode uh -huh, okay. in the camera. Uh -huh. Maybe try that. Maybe the lighting yes. will be a little bit more. Uh, no, wait, let me tell you, most of these dishes, the best lighting in the world cannot save them. They are okay. Okay. Well, they're okay. not going to look like, yeah, what you see above on the menu sure. board, right? Sure. But I would, I would, in a more softer, friendlier way, say, hey, I think, I think you might love Egg for Young if you tried it. I wouldn't call it a challenge. Like, if you can get through the Egg for Young. <laughs> right, like the cinnamon uh -huh. challenge. Or uh -huh. the, yeah. 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 It's a rephrase. We'll talk it over the next, uh, next meeting, Mike. No problem. So, so Julie suggested scallion pancakes, which... Yes. I've never had before. Really? Never had yeah. I, I never <gasps> had it. No. Are you serious? This is a first for both of you? That's so exciting. Yeah. 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 And I got to uh, say, they, I don't know what I was expecting, uh -huh. but they were like, uh, like just beautiful fried candy. It was like. They're good, candy. right? Okay. They're fantastic. Did you like them? Mike, did you like them? See, mine, mine were, I would say, uh, dry. <gasps> they, you know uh, what it reminded uh, me of? Were... Sort of, sort of a flatter. You know, like uh, what is it? Non bread you get at an non... Indian restaurant. I yeah. when you said that... the first adjective, I was, I was. He's gonna say they were greasy because that's the only thing is they are very oily or greasy. My, my but it sounds like you got. And I loved it. Yeah. You you got a dry version. Huh? Yeah, and, and they actually gave me. Uh, I know Jerry's gonna correct me later. But it it wasn't soy sauce. Uh, what's the other sort of dark? They do it like like a hoisin or like um. Okay, that yeah, that's uh, uh, a oyster, little sweeter. Or like an oyster sauce with it. Oh, uh, oh yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, I think it was mm -hmm. oyster sauce. Um, and so I was dipping it in there. Um, but you know, it's still... it should not be dry, Mike. You definitely yeah. got a bum. Uh, mine was beautifully greasy. Yeah, really? yeah. they they well tra almost yeah, like a shrimp toast. I've never actually had shrimp, shrimp toast, but, like, but it's <laughs> um, <laughs> those are greasy. Just like a layered, it, it it should be like almost like a like a deep fried croissant in a way <laughs> because there's well, that be that yeah that layers. sounds more appetizing. Uh, correct, Wait, correct me if I'm wrong, Julie, but uh -huh. like th these were like candy to me. Like is, they're not like a real entree, right? Nobody. No, they're no, it's an appetizer. They're, yeah. little, they're little yeah. crispy. I use them um, to scoop up some rice. Zero nutritional value. Yeah, that's the thing is you're not, <laughs> yeah. there's no protein or vegetable. It's just no. fat and carbohydrate. And and um, what I love about them is they do, they, they are on that, like, I'm going to go back to Jews and Chinese food is they, they are on that spot of like, they're kind of like latkes or kind of like they got, you know, we love scallion um, cream cheese. Like it's a very Jewish flavor to me scallion pancakes speaking, when they're done which, well at least speaking of which if you don't mind i think i brought this up a couple weeks ago sounding like a jackass without really knowing what i was talking about i read once somewhere at some time someplace that uh jewish people love to eat chinese food on christmas a because they're open mm -hmm. but b because chinese cuisine doesn't mix a lot of cheese and meat if at all you're true? you're completely correct and there's extra yeah. stuff that comes along i'm so glad we're talking about this and i, I am i am i the first jewish person on your show that's like talked <laughs> about jewishness and chinese food because if i am i'm thrilled it's an exciting it. 
It's such a, yeah. it's such, it's one of my favorite subjects. So uh -huh. there is a wonderful book by Jennifer Eight Lee, uh, the number eight, I forget what it's called, but it's got to be easy to find. It's about the history of American Chinese food specifically. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a whole, uh, there's a lot in there about Jews and Chinese food. So yes, we're, they're open on Christmas day. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, they don't use dairy. So it's easy to keep kosher. It's easy to keep milk and meat separate. Um, the other, oh, uh, geographically, Chinatown and Lower East Side were close uh, back in the day. We were close to each other. The other thing people don't really like talk about, which is important, is that there are just certain flavors and textures that cross over, like mushy and starchy and salty and briny. Like we kind of have similar yeah. tastes yeah. in that yeah. way. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, no, Jews and Chinese food is a huge thing beyond Christmas. It was every Monday night, my parents um, mm. and my family would go out uh, to seven walks. And my every Monday night? Change. Every Monday night, um, it was in like the local shopping center and my order would change as I got older. It would be like Mushu one time. I was into that. Or then it was like champagne. Have you had champagne chicken? Have you ever had champagne no. chicken? My dad, my dad <laughs> I don't would think I've seen that get, on the menu. I've heard, I haven't seen that one. My dad would always get um, champagne chicken. an egg roll. Um, it is always like get like a pot of tea. Just very, very sort of. Um, yeah, there was, there was a time where Chinese restaurants encouraged the sit down experience. Oh. Some and, of my, and, my favorite memories are, yeah, are no, sitting we, we, down at a even, Chinese even, even down here in Central Jersey, we had a nice sort of sit-down Chinese restaurant. Um, it's my favorite know. kind of restaurant because once you order, the food is there. Yeah, yeah. With all of the accoutrements of like, you know, they're like the table is always nicely set and they're always going to give you fresh tea. And I love eating out for Chinese food. My, one of my... I'll say one of my favorite, just in case my family listens to this, which there's no danger of that. One of my my favorite <laughs> Christmas meals was, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, like my sister was hosting and, you know, she's stressing out about and we were like, fuck it. Why don't we just go to Joy Garden mm -hmm. and eat there instead of all this hubbub. About, but you guys had a Jewish Christmas. Had a Jewish and it was. Was it the best? The best. It's fabulous, best. right? See, the I best. had the worst. I My Jewish Christmas was when, when my brother got sick. And he was the one who was doing Christmas mm. meals at the time. Uh, he gets sick. So we're we're homebound, me, my father, and my brother. And then uh, a few months later, he dies. So see, that's my, my Jewish That's Christmas. so much worse. That, first of all, I don't want you putting the <laughs> word Jewish. <laughs> what did we, hold on, Mike, what did we do in this story? Are you talking about Chinese food on Christmas Eve. I know, was... and you're telling me about a very tragic thing, but why are you putting Jewish in front of it is my question. Well, are we blaming Chinese people? Or exactly, people? like was there no, a I'm bad, saying, like, you know, I, I, I had a jinx. In the middle of all this? right, I'll say this. I had a jinx Jewish Christmas. Why Jewish? Uh, why is the word Jewish in this phrase? Well, because oh. it's, isn't the tradition to have Chinese food on Christmas? Oh, you did have Chinese food. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, he, he you know, oh, my brother. That, I missed that. My part brother of the story. was incapacitated. He didn't cook. The, yeah. And then, you know, I just went up to the local Chinese place. Julie's happy that now you can blame the Chinese people. And, and the place no, was, no, no, the, no, no. The place was packed too. Was I, I remember in? that experience. That was the that was my next question, Greg. Was the, the like, um, were you just like, this is the place to be? Well, yeah. yeah. Well, no. 
it was in Richmond, Virginia, so not a okay. not a not a great Jewish population there. There's more um, Jews in Richmond, I guess, than other parts of Virginia, but yeah, I, yeah. I know it's it's still yeah. not, you know, it's not like I, I would Island I would or... I would I would do a Chinese meal every Christmas. I eat I'd happily. Well, I want Mike to have some decent scallion pancakes. <laughs> yeah, when yeah, no, I, dry, right away when you said dry, I was like, oh, this isn't gonna be great. Here's the, like, thing. Like Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. So was, they are like candy. They 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 were cut. Was yours cut like in triangles? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They so should I, be made yeah. in like a circle and then divided into like four little mm -hmm. slices. Oh, uh, you'll you'll see my photograph. And I yeah, I sort of assembled it like a pizza. Yeah. And yeah. here's the other thing. A uh, couple things. Did you have like sort of the green splotches? Yeah, that's the scallion. The scallion. Yeah. yeah, that's. I know it's the. But but when you it look at like it, a pancake. Visually, it <laughs> looks like uh, you know uh, fungus. You know, it's in the last thirty dishes we've had on this show, Mike. <laughs> I need to see the next. I need to see the photo. You'll I'm see the photographic that you didn't evidence. Get the right thing. But, this is easily the so, best photo since the original. Since I was young. So even even visually, it was kind of a bit of a turnoff when I first looked at it. I knew it was the scallion. But it, you know, it gives you that like, is what is there mold on this thing? It sort of looks like mold. That's what it looks like. And so, yeah, not visually appetizing. This is the place you always go to. So this, this is not well, a I only restaurant. had one option, and and this was the better place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the lesser place didn't even carry it. I couldn't, I couldn't get it there. Uh, so yeah, I'll hunt around for it at, at another place. But here's the thing: I have a history with scallions. When oh, when we were kids, we would have scallion fights. We had we had scallions sort of growing wildly in the air in the neighborhood, and so you 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 pull up the scallions, you get a lot of dirt on them, and then you start whipping. You know, you you get into fights with the scallions. Good so old, I think good old fashioned fun. <laughs> Did you grow up in the grapes of wrath? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the great nineteen thirties. Good old, good old scallion whipping contest. Yeah, yeah. downs that are like made out of paper. So I, you know, I I remember remember yanking those scallions out of the ground, and I think sometimes we try and nibble on them, clean them off, you know, and nibble on them, and it's yeah, it's sort of like a poor man's onion, you know, tiny little onion. Um. Uh, but yeah, I think I need to find a better uh, place for this dish. I'm so sorry you did not That's have a right. positive it's scallion crazy. pancake experience <laughs> because I, I, I don't know who's fucking up scallion pancakes. To be honest, <laughs> they seem as a non-Chinese uh, cook expert. Surprise! I see that seems like it'd be hard to really mess up. Yeah, they, they it, we're really just dealing with like deep frying dough that has like oh. a couple, you know well-placed mild onions yeah yeah <laughs> and after i, I, I had a couple of scallion, I'm pretty sure. after i had a couple slices i'm calling them slices because it, it looked like a pizza to me sure they're like little uh, chips like i'm like you know what size. this wouldn't be bad if i put some uh four cheese mexican on top of this hey. Don't zap, involve zap, zapped it in it zapped it in the microwave for a minute you're making a quesadilla in your mind. <laughs> quesadilla. This is why we don't have Jewish people on the With podcast, Mike. And, and, and I, yeah. I even thought, I even thought if Greg's experience. Wait, is that a, is that an official like policy? Uh, no, that's our that's our policy. We don't oh, we don't no. have a lot of rules. That's I'm the one an rule. exception. <laughs> but uh, we can only have know, one rule. <laughs> I'm looking at this thing, and I'm like, if if Greg's got anything like this, I bet he's tempted to put 
uh, peanut butter. <laughs> there we go. So the, the two go. of you don't. So the two of you don't patronize the same places. No, no. Well, we're I'm yeah. In, he's in I'm Virginia. In I'm in Jersey. Yeah. You know, it's a we're we're a. And uh, what is the and Greg? Have you had like New Jersey or New York Chinese food and vice versa, Mike? Have you like because I know every region has its own thing. Well, well, I lived in Brooklyn for 15 years, so I had. Uh, you know, good takeout or whatever. What's your favorite that, Chinese place in New York? My favorite was a place around the corner, uh, Cam Sing. Was, I lived in Williamsburg. Mm -hmm. Um, before it was cool. I feel the. I don't know why I always feel the need to say that. <laughs> oh, it was before always cool. cool. It was yeah, always like anybody cool. give the shit. Like I, I got there in 1998, like three weeks before it changed. It was cool in 98. It was cool, and it was just a little bit more heroiny, yeah. but it was very cool. And I, I, I don't idea. know why I always feel the need to preface that, but I don't know either. Uh, yeah, the Greg, place Greg lived in a warehouse. That's well, awesome. It was a loft. I mean, <laughs> a loft. Like it was a residential loft. I mean, it wasn't a warehouse. You, you had drains that you could piss into. Yeah. In well, your we floor. All, we can, we can all toys. piss into our drains if we choose to. Uh, it's a free toilet. country. It's that doesn't mean we should. Toilets yeah. in the middle of the floor. But there was a place, it was Camp Sang, and it was the old takeout, you know, the bulletproof glass. And every time I called, Got it. I was like, there's no way they got this order right. And, and they nailed it every time. And it, they were just great. Just pure classic. I, I mean, I got every young every single time. Really? Uh, classic. Yeah. Now, the, la the, only, the last Manhattan? regular sit down. Sorry. Manhattan? No, no, Brooklyn. I know, but what, what did you like in Manhattan? Uh, oh, oh, my number one in Manhattan uh, sit down place was Sammy's House of Noodles. Sammy's is closed. No. Yeah, I walked past there the other day. I was so bummed. What's that the big one? Hotep? Hotep? Is that the big one? Oh, uh, you think of Wohop? Wohop. Wohop is still around. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. That's okay. I don't know where I, Hotep was uh, one of the uh, Egyptian gods, right? Um, <laughs> I don't know. You, you're, you're better educated yeah. than I am. Did Sammy's, hey, wait a second. We went professor. to the same school. Was it because of the? It's the another pandemic? fun jewel. Yeah, but one of us, one of us listened in the other. Uh... <laughs> Were you in the school of the arts? Uh, no, I went to Gallatin. I was sort of oh, Gallatin. Make, okay. Yeah, like make your own adventure kind yeah. of. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just kind of. <laughs> I don't want any structure. I know what I'm doing, and then like, what am I doing? Yeah, Gallatin was. Yeah, I, I worked in the admissions office, so oh, we did sent. You? Yeah, so we sent out all the the material, the applications for the yeah. different schools and stuff. Sure, sure. Gallatin, yeah, yeah. I wasn't even sure what the hell Gallatin. No was. one, no one knows. <laughs> no one knows. It's a scam. It's a scam. It's a way to live in Manhattan and you know somehow you know get a diploma. But did you take you're take courses that. at the in, at the main building? I took classes in all the schools in NYU. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, did you take was, a school like, of the like arts? Said, choose your own adventures. Did you take I took a... Tisch classes. I took CAS. I took school of education. I took journalism school. I took um, I took a film history class. I thought it was you know I, I yeah I, needed, I took a couple film ones. I needed a break, you know, and yet it was like I had this ball buster oh. professor. It was like, it turned out to be like one of my hardest classes because I had to write these papers and yeah mm -hmm. it was it was a little more involved than I I thought it was going to be. It was yeah, a NYU classic. You had to write papers. <laughs> But like uh, NYU, but I know what you mean. Like NYU film, they probably get a lot of people that think that like they're just gonna, and especially when I went, when it was kind of like the you know late '90s, and people probably thought they were all gonna be the next like you know, 
they're going to set the world on fire. And, uh -huh, you know? yeah. Well, um, yeah, it had so, a reputation then, yeah. Right, it so didn't I have a reputation when I, to... I was I was out of there in 84. So that was mm -hmm. pre, pre Spike Lee. Mm, uh, okay. I think Spike Lee was the one who really, even though I think some other directors had gone there, I think even no, but he put it on the map. Went a little bit. Yeah, he put it on the map. Yeah. Um, was he, was he there? He might have been there when you were there, right? He, no, no, a little later, I think. Over? Okay. John or, Waters got kicked out after a semester for stealing equipment. <laughs> God bless him. But yeah, so, Wohop is still around. Wohop, yeah, yeah. Sammy's unfortunately is is no longer with us. Um. When did Grand Sichuan is still there. Eh, I don't know. I think before the pandemic, oddly enough. Grand Sichuan is still around, which is really outstanding. That's on, um, I think it's either on 8th or 9th and 25th, which is really good. They've got great soup dumplings. Hmm. Um, and I'm trying to think of my favorite Chinatown like slash dim sum places. Um, Maybe you can, yeah. There. You've just mentioned a couple things, like the soup dumplings. Mm -hmm. I don't even think they're on my menus down here. What do you mean? Oh, they're not. Okay. I mean, but like it, it's it's just the regular dumplings, but they're in soup, right? I mean, there's nothing it, really. No, no, it's no? um, it's a dumpling that you put on a on one of those big spoons, and inside of it is soup. So basically, like you kind of take a little bite and then you suck the soup out from oh, inside wow, of okay. the dumpling, yeah. and then you eat the dumpling. Oh, okay. What, it's really Julie, nice. Julie, what is your, if you had to pick a number one go-to dish, obviously mine's egg for young. If mm. you had to pick one dish, what is your absolute desert island Chinese food? Oh, dumplings all the way. I was the first thing I pitched to Mike. I was like, let's do dumplings. And he's like, we've already done them. I said, okay, never mind. I'll just eat them anyway. <laughs> well, you can't get the guy to agree to anything for you. Will you please be what? on the show? You can't get this guy to agree to anything for you. I think that's you be on my TV why show? we have oh. we have a good no. Mike and I have a great relationship. Like I'm crazy about Mike. I love Mike, and Mike Mike does not tell me yes when he means no. I think it's a big reason oh. why well, we get be, along very well. well. Try to be a straight well, shooter. Yeah. Well, let's Absolutely. let's tell the, let's let's tell the fan out there. How did you guys meet? What's your just through what? the best show? Through the best show. Through the best yeah. show. But I've always liked Mike. I've always uh -huh. I've always not only liked Mike, I've always had a trip like so much like a reserve of respect for Mike, which is not the same as liking people in this community you can like someone or you think they're funny or you like what they're doing or they think they're nice or whatever but like i have tremendous amount of respect for mike and uh his his brains and talent i i, I just adore him would you still respect mike if it was revealed to you that he's never read to kill a mockingbird <laughs> yeah i'm fine with it <laughs> there you go it. i mean okay. did you i saw that play that aaron sorkin wrote a couple years ago starring jeff daniels as atticus finch they had adults playing the children, which is such a trigger. Oh, that right? for me. oh, that's weird. I don't think I knew that. Like they were great. Like, listen, she won the she won the Tony. Like she was fabulous. She was fabulous. She did exactly what she was supposed to do. But it was one of those things where you just kind of feel like everything else Sorkin. Yeah. That your dad is like gonna tell you something that matters. Back, you know, back, and back to how much you love Mike. I love Mike. That's all. That's all I had to say. But dumplings are my favorite. Ten years, um, five years. This I'm I met uh I met Mike and Tom in two thousand and six. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, that sounds about right. I, I I was trying to think of when I first met you. I believe it it was one of our 
earliest get-togethers with yeah, with but I fans. came on the best show first though. Were, you were on. I met you at best show first. Was it okay? Yeah, because yeah, I yeah. thought there was a time where I I didn't even know who you were. I I, I remember you were very striking. Mike, 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 you were very striking. Oh, wait, hold on. There we go. Hold on. Now we're getting the good stuff. Now we're in the good stuff. That, that's why my first memory of you, I don't think I was even introduced to you the yet. So I, I don't, we didn't have a conversation. I, th I think you were at one of the. Uh... I thought I met you at the studio when I came in to do Best Show. No. Oh, yeah, no. That, that was Oof. the formal introduction. Okay. But I, but I be believe I became aware of you at this sort of, uh, it was a meeting with uh, maybe at the, the Brass Monkey. Is that the name of that bar? I think that was after I met you. Was it? Because okay. when right. I came, um, anyway, it was all, yeah. sorry, I don't know why we're arguing. It was around that time. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I had I done the argue. best show uh, uh -huh. around 2006, yeah. I, I believe. But I, I, I remember being particularly intrigued at this party. And I was like, ooh, who's that, who's that young lady? But uh, uh, and and were and and were we ever so young? At the, and you the, were doing jazz hands. I remember jazz hands. Was, oh uh, yeah, there's a photograph of me wearing <laughs> doing jazz hands. Yeah, we're in a, we're in a couple photographs together. Yes, that was yeah. that was fun. No, I had already met you by then. I was uh -huh. very um I was very impressed by how well read you were. I was always uh -huh. interested in what you were reading. Yeah, I thought I thought. Um, yeah, I had all these plans for the, you know, the, the, we have a critic on Apple who's like, oh, this guy, these guys don't have any plans. They, they you know, the, the, the show's chaotic. They're boring. They're funny. What are you so, doing reading your reviews? I, I, I well, yeah, I actually, it. I should have, you, ah! you don't even look at the reviews, right? Never. No, no. Okay. no. I yeah. call it dialing pain. I had a therapist <laughs> that told me that was called dialing pain. It's like uh -huh. looking up your ex on, you know, Instagram or something. Dialing pain. I said, you know what? I don't need to do that. It's, it's something <laughs> I can, something I can give myself permission to let oh, go we... of and <laughs> my life will be fuller. Yeah, now there's something that, to that. I guess, you know, since it's like I'm new to this mm -hmm. and uh, I'm sort of, yeah, a little sensitive to how it's going Are you going learning over. from the criticism or no? Uh, well, really, oh. we, you know, we, we've been very fortunate because it, there was only that one negative. There's a, a few people gave us one star, but they, but they didn't even write a review. So mm -hmm. uh, who knows what their thinking was? But, you know, the reviews have been very positive, which I enjoy. Well, those are uh, but, always nice to read. Yeah. Uh, I thought I'd mention this to Greg. I was talking to one of our fans and she said that uh, we should we should do more uh, talks about our uh, declining health. That oh, great. Great. <laughs> she, awesome. She really likes that part of the show. Yeah. Really? Very, you know. <laughs> well, I, well, I just spent a week uh -huh. uh, in my uh, after waiting two years to go to Europe, I spent a week in Europe sick with the flu, so that'll make her happy. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you know, I had a bad uh, experience. That's a request, but uh, yeah, I can go. I can talk uh, about my declining health. Are you sure they weren't being sarcastic? I would be careful of taking these at face value. Yeah. No, I'm I'm actually being sarcastic because she she was criticizing our uh, our talks about our declining health. Oh God. So so I'm saying no. She wants more of that. <laughs> She wants maybe, to hear more, more about us. More about how you know we're we're never gonna find love. We're gonna die alone. Does <laughs> <laughs> she like more of that? Oh, I was having this. Well, you, you know, but low main sucks. But low main sucks. We're all on the same agree. We're on the same page about. But chow fun. Have you done chow fun? That's my we question. Did. Yeah, I had a bad I like experience chow. with that. 
I love chow. The first uh, time I, I love chow fun. That was my go-to Sammy's. See, the thing about Sammy's that was so great, which is why it's such a fucking nightmare that it's closed, is because it was the noodle place above Canal. Yeah. Ugh! Drives me crazy. Because a good chow fun, Mike, which you've not had at least on yeah, this I didn't show. Have a I'm good sorry one. you were just yeah, so mine, sorry about that. Mine, it was clumping. You know, it just sort of folded it on itself and it was clumping. Uh, well, a good chow fun should stick to itself like it's like a lasagna yeah. or a kugel or something, I, but it should be in a delectable way. Yeah, I tried to tell him that the clumping is is good, but he didn't want it. Okay, I think yeah, no, I, I guess maybe it was just bad. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> any um, well, uh, I, any thoughts? I'm, I'm I, actually I, yes. I thought maybe I'd introduce a segment called Julie's Pantakes. <laughs> so it's just gonna throw out some topics and see what okay. you have to say okay um, i love that it's the a golden idea. globes last night any interest did you even look at it or i i didn't watch it i saw what people were wearing on the red carpet i saw some uh i i, I saw some great looks uh-huh. but um but no i didn't i didn't watch it so no now, no now, hot no hot uh pantake from me the fablemans one is the drama mm-hmm have you seen that yet? I have seen it. Did you see it? I'm uh, an hour and a half into it. <laughs> I had to defer to my father and let's make a deal and the price is yeah. right. Uh, so I didn't see the ending yet. But uh, I don't know. I, I I find people watching movies in a movie uh, a little tiresome after a bit. And I I relate to that. Uh huh. And, 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 and the whole bit with his... his uh, with his father, you know, and the friend being, I mean, he didn't notice that until he shot it on a movie. I didn't quite even buy the, the way they, they made that big revelation uh, in the movie. Yeah. The whole thing uh, seemed a bit psychosexual around the mom um, in ways that I don't think he was quite aware of either. And she, and she was kind of hamming though. I mean, for, I like her, I've seen her in other things very good, but she seemed like she was gushing in every scene in in this movie. And, well, like, to me, that was just sort of like, oh, the mother was bipolar. Yeah, yeah, or no, border, I, borderline I guess or something. That's what you're you're supposed to pick up on, but uh, I don't know. For I her, it just seemed like it was overacting. I know. Our, I, our, I, our, I know what you mean. I know our uh, friend James is going to make an appearance in the end, so I will watch the end tonight uh, for him Who's specifically. Mr. Urbaniak is in it, and then oh, the last, I... um, the last scene has a cameo. I won't spoil oh. unless someone already has, but there's a wonderful no, cameo in the last. Yeah, scene. somebody said there's a very big cameo at the end. I'll, I'll look for, forward to that. Now, the the best comedy or musical was the Banshees of Inisherin. Is that it how was? You <laughs> yeah, I guess it was a comedy. I mean, there's some music in it. Really? Yeah, it, it was a weird. This hmm. happens every year with that that award where they you put movies. Uh, the Elvis movie was a drama, that wasn't nominated. But it's a musical, though. Yeah, I know exactly. I have I have less of a problem with the Elvis movie being a drama than I do the Banshee of Vera being a <laughs> music, musical. Yeah, comedy, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I did not know that, and I'm very yeah, I'm against it. That's my hot take. Is I'm against it. <laughs> How about how about here's a hot take for you. How about Madonna? How about Madonna? What's going on there? Was she there? 
No, 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 no. Just Madonna. Just in general. In, about, yeah. What's going on with war? Madonna? I think um, Madonna has gotten some. I think she's doing stuff to her appearance that makes me remember, like, I don't know. It, it's it seems kind of sexist to be like, oh, she was so beautiful. Like, it's kind of in some ways it's none of my business, but in other ways, I just sort of wish there were people around her that would kind of like steer her towards other options it's, you know it's funny it's funny you mention that because i mean what you think of madonna has she popped up or something she's 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 become fodder unfortunately mm -hmm. uh you know uh she's become tabloid fodder with well, she's always been tabloid fodder. yeah but she there was a period where it wasn't so much anymore and now it seems like she's doing shocking things just to be shocking. And yes, she's, she's, uh, you know, they, they talk she's, about people become addicted to uh, plastic surgery. And yeah, I, she, I, I think something may be going on along those lines. I thought about why don't they have a, an intervention show about people <laughs> addicted to plastic surgery? Because she's, too savvy to sign the release because she knows what the hell's going on. The people who are addicted to meth will be like, "Yo, is that anything you want? Do you have any meth?" No, but I, I'm talking about for regular people. You know, like the the regular intervention show. Yeah, you know yeah. that was drugs yeah. and alcohol. What yeah, no, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, nobody cares about regular people, Mike. <laughs> I think it's also I, a combination of not just surgery, but like fillers, injectables, needles, and then also Instagram filters. Like she's mm -hmm. having a really good time with like. And, and it's it's interesting because there are people like Cindy Sherman, who's a bona fide genius, who's using Instagram and computer like, you know, <laughs> computer uh, uh, techniques to make herself look strange in a way that she always kind of has as her art. But then there's people like Madonna who just like if she'd had access to those filters years ago, who knows, you know, if we'd ever have been blessed with some of the things that she gave us visually that were so fabulous and unique mm -hmm. so it's it's um it, you know I, i've been a fan of her music and it, it just seems like it's it's taken you know a negative yeah negative, yeah it's uh, it's one lately. way it i always just sort of blame like the patriarchy before i i want to blame her you know i mm -hmm. kind of just want to say like well you know it's shitty of us to have held her to any standard to begin with because she's just great the way mm -hmm. she is but it's it's hard to like because she's just such an icon and um just I, I love her so much. So it's just mm. yeah, it it is weird to see her looking weird. <laughs> that's yeah. but that's on me. If she's happy looking the way she mm -hmm. looks, then that's, that's oh, yeah, not no, my I business. I mean, you know, you know, she's doing her thing. But totally. Uh, she's always has. How about uh Courtney Love? Did you uh hear the uh Mark Marin? Oh, the Marin. Wow. I heard that interview was crazy. I heard that there oh, was it's... like I saw someone made a document of all of the proper nouns of all the names. <laughs> the name uh, drops. Yeah, I yeah, she, yeah. I think she's still. I think she's still talking. Oh, God. Really, Good I don't know how I sat through that they, thing. Yeah, they just it. faded it out at the end. <laughs> Good for her. The first time they yeah. had a fade out, fade out the guest on uh, Mark Maron. Right. Usually they fade in at the beginning. <laughs> this one they faded out. I, I, I did. Uh, I couldn't stop listening. I was like, uh -huh. this is insane. Uh -huh. I, I couldn't stop. No, it it I really give a shit one way or the other about Courtney Love. Yeah, but, no, yeah. I, I I knew it would be interesting. Um, I wouldn't say it was interesting. <laughs> I just couldn't stop. I, oh no, I, that's Greg's funny. a big fan of of yeah, he, he's a big fan of uh, 
people he's not particularly interested. Like, I guess Quentin Tarantino fits this category for you, right? He's not like a particular fan uh, of, of Quentin Tarantino's movies, but love, he will love, listen to any interview he does. Yeah, I love I love hearing <laughs> him talk about movies. That's uh -huh. funny. I read his book over the break. It was interesting. Yeah, I did too. Um, I thought I umbrage with a lot of it, but I I loved uh, I I've, I've read it all. So mm -hmm. see, my my one of my biggest criticisms is of from of him is that his movies are just about other movies that you never really get anything personal from him. He's all locked mm -hmm. up. But that you read this book and he's 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 trying to stay focused on talking about movies. But guess what? He's revealing sort oh, of yeah. a, a very traumatic uh, childhood. Oh, cool. oh that's you know? his mom. His mom his mother taking him to see Deliverance at age 10. And, and, and then yeah. his mother's uh, roommate's boyfriend, like having like a father figure in him, but he wasn't yeah. dependable and... And even the movies he's selecting, it's all these, you know, he's looking for a father figure. And, you know, some of them are like kind of over the top, you know, deliverance and bullet. And, well, right. And then know. he's also obsessed with like uh, anal sex and anal rape in a way that is um, very strange and mm -hmm. also like very <laughs> just. So, yeah, I mean, know, I, I, you know, yeah. the deliverance connection, I guess. Yeah. It's it's very you know revealing in a way I don't think he knows that it was, I mean I I saw him say that he, he he knows that like there's personal stuff in there, but I I got a sense that he wasn't even really aware of how personal it was. Yeah, he doesn't have to be. That's what that's what's great about it. Uh huh. Whereas, uh, yeah, the same thing with like the that Spielberg movie. It's like this guy doesn't know how crazy his relationship is to his mother, but mm -hmm. that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> uh huh. How about Bono? Oh, um, is he still with us? <laughs> He's oh, coming. Well, you... Good for him. Uh, I, I they're redoing a bunch of their songs. Yeah, I saw that. I just well, saw that can't, today. You can't, you can't ruin them. Why not? Ouch. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, oh no, yeah, I changed weird. the recipe of this shit sandwich. Yeah, I saw well, that. I was like, why are they doing that? You know, it just seems well, dumb. Well, they can do what they want. Mm -hmm. And like anybody, I'm I love their early stuff. I couldn't give a shit about the last 30 years, or whatever. But I, I did see the edge said, you know, when we did these songs, we were young men and we both changed as artists, whatever. Then I look at the song list and half of them are from 2014 forward. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't think you were young men in 2014. And now you've had a, you've learned your instruments mm -hmm. you know, since then. So but well, I'm, I'm almost done with his book. His book is like over 550 pages. Which is way too long. Um, I it's, it's disappointing. I mean, why? What does he have to? Is it like he's doing a memoir? Is he being yeah, it's, very it's, Irish it, about like his big memoir? There's there's lots of stuff about he was you know almost like sort of in in with like a born again uh, Irish uh, Christian group. You know, and there's a lot of stuff about uh, particularly early on. You know that that was like from the beginning as well, young almost... men. They almost stopped the band because they were yeah they, yeah they were they were worried about their how christian they were and rock and, and roll god and said look i'm not listening to the shit either so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know that's kind of interesting because i didn't know all that stuff but you know around the 400 page mark you know he starts giving you he starts name dropping like you can't believe it 
And it's, it's you know, when he's he's doing these ne- negotiations for the different charities he was involved, you know, I'm, you know, that's fine. You know, I I don't mind reading a little bit about that, but I, I didn't buy the book to find out about, you know, who he's meeting to set up all these different funds for relieving debt in Africa. I know he's very involved with this stuff. It's important to him. Why? But <laughs> this, was he ri- he was rich enough that he went on a guided tour once and people showed him the poverty that's why yeah he just became very involved with different uh activist groups and uh you know which is great you know i mean he could you know he could be doing worse things you know just i, I know he, no, you're he, right he, you're right you're right but it's it's not that interesting to me and that goes on for about a good 100 pages and it's like oh you know it's it's you've just got this, more patience than I. I don't think I. Well, I'm pushing through. A, a single, be, yeah. I say he'd written. <laughs> well, I think this is the this is the first thing he's written, the first book he's put out. So I was kind of curious. You know, I figured he's not a bad writer. You know, there's not. I mean, the first, the early chapters it started like jumping around. I'm like, oh my god, does this guy have ADD? Because it was kind of it was sort of dis, disjointed, but then it calms down. And he's not a bad writer. There's there's really not a lot of groaners in there. You know, you, sometimes you read these memoirs and it's like you're, you're groaning to yourself over stuff. There's not a lot of that. It's just, you know, he gets a little. He doesn't try to be funny or anything or clever. Not not so much. You know, he, he keeps giving the little self-deprecating digs to himself because he knows. Well, I mean, been the guy, criticized. The, the guy is fucking Irish. Like uh-huh. Irish people are great storytellers and they know uh-huh. how to put themselves down in a like charming way. Yeah. And he's going to be doing a, the Beacon Theater. He's doing like a whole month. He's doing this Springsteen thing. Alone? He's going to be oh, yeah reading passages from the book. and Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Alone I mean, meaning not playing music, but okay. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to have uh, somebody with a guitar, you know, do like what well, what Bruce Springsteen did essentially, you know, he's gonna. Did you see that? No, I didn't have the money for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I saw I saw the Netflix thing when it was eventually on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. there's a there's an argument that all theater should be filmed for Netflix, but <laughs> that that would be great. Yeah, that's a it good would idea. be great. Yeah, more yeah. people would see theater. Uh huh. I hope I think um, that's the argument. That's that's a that's a good argument. Unfortunately, like it's a privilege to be to be filmed. Like I know that. Um, I spoke to the director of um, A Strange Loop and they're trying to figure out how to film it before it closes on Sunday. I don't know if they figured it out, but that's just something that like, and you know, PBS used to do that just to have a record of like, What's you know. The, why don't they do it? Is there some legal thing? Or? Money, 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 money. How to like, you know, like they're closing because they don't have enough money. Mm-hmm. So the question is like, who's going to front the money to have the recording on top of it? Yeah, early um, television. I mean, you know, they they were doing that. You know, they would they would do American Eugene O'Neill plays and uh, yeah, exactly, some great stuff. You know, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but, great performances. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing what well, Jason Robards uh, with. Uh, oh, what did you see him in? Death of a Salesman. I think he made. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think there's an old TV. You yeah, know. that's exactly it. There's definitely uh-huh. a charm to those things. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I, I think you can track them down. Uh, and I think you have to buy you, the DVDs. It does give you a decent sense of the show, at least with Sunday in the Park with George and Into the Woods. Those were always on when I was growing up, and that's how I know those musicals before I ever saw them on stage. 
Yeah, I know you're a big uh, Stephen Sondheim. Like Broadway musicals is sort of right up there with like opera as far as like the music. Mm. I just know the least. I, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, I love West Side Story. Okay. You know, so I, I well, watched Steve, that again recently. Steve wrote Steve wrote the lyrics for that. Yes. Yeah, so, I know that. And um, yeah. so which which are his top ones? I mean, I, Sunday in the Park. I, oh, I've God, always... I love I'm crazy. I'm crazy about that one. But if I'm going to recommend one for you, I'm going to say Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. OK, that's my recommendation for okay. you. OK. And for you, Greg, I'm going to recommend Assassins. Assassins, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Literally write, writing that down. Uh-huh. Please where do. do. Where do you stand on, on, on Broadway musicals, Greg? Have you seen Guys well, and Dolls, at least? I, I, I've i never... I ne- you know, I lived in New York for 15 years, but I lived like a, I mean, a rat, so I'd never had any money. I never, <laughs> dreamed, I never dreamed it was possible to go to, one, uh, to a Broadway play. It just didn't uh-huh. seem, you know, possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, sure. now I you know, have a real job and I have some disposable income, I'm living in DC and, you know, so, but mm-hmm. I would like to, they, they don't have uh, theater like, at I all. Really? I don't, I don't think, well, I mean, it's who in, cares? in DC. They do. They I'm sure they do. do. But if oh, I, was, they absolutely I would, do. I would go up to New York. Um, I'd love to go to anything on Broadway or even a musical where I probably couldn't follow it and would feel like an idiot. Um, I'd you'll follow to... it. Give me, give me a, give me a chance to recommend something. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at finding, finding something for people that don't really know mm-hmm. or they don't really know if they like or you know. Yeah, yeah I haven't but, seen um, a lot of plays. I mean, I saw it was a Sam Shepard play. I, actually, I saw one off Broadway. Uh, I, I liked him, and I, you know, something popped up. I go see I that. See you liking some of some mammoth stuff. Did you ever like mammoth? I, I actually saw. Speaking Early of Madonna, films? speaking of Madonna, I saw. Oh, did you the, see Speed the Plow? Yeah, I saw Speed the Plow with Madonna. Speed the Plow is good. Yeah. Who else was in that with her? Um. Hold on, Connor. Who is in the original Speed the Plow? Um, I want to say like like maybe like Joe Montana or possibly like quarterback. <laughs> but yeah i mean th- there was always the expense i mean theater unless know, you get it's a, you know well, it's the an thing expensive is, thing I bet, I bet if i look back at the price of a theater ticket of a you know whatever it wasn't the hottest play but just like a whatever uh like in 2002 i'm sure i'd be like well that's that's not as crazy as i would have guessed but i i thought you i always thought you had to be a millionaire to go to a Right, right. I know what you mean. So, I didn't even think of it. So, but I'm definitely going to look up assassin. Well, give me, give me a chance to yeah. take you out on the town next time. Uh, next time you're here. This is this is recorded and proof. So when I show up, looking for a Broadway tour, you know, I have I'll have evidence. You can't. Hold on. I just got a link of the original Broadway cast. Okay. Wow. All right. Hello. Guess who was? I was right. Really? Okay. Joe, Joe Montana is Bobby Gould, go. and Ron Silver is Charlie Fox. Okay. How was Madonna in it? Was she bad? Yeah, it was good. It was good. I, I mean, I remember it being relatively short, though. I mean, his plays aren't particularly long. It's um, good, though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I have to. I mean, I haven't read it or seen it since then. Um, There's also. Know, um, Mammoth his... plays. I mean, I you know, everybody talks about American Buffalo. 
or Glengarry Glen Ross. Glengarry, I mean, Glen, yeah, I like that. That would be it. my favorite. Glengarry Glen yeah. Ross. Have you seen? Um, I have seen that. House a friend of, of mine games. Was have you seen House of Games or? Um, I, oh yeah, I, I saw Spanish all, Prisoner. Oh, I saw all those movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was interested in him, but uh, I don't know that it, you know I like him as much as say. Uh, Sam Shepard. I, I, oh, that's I kinda, interesting. I kind of gravitated more to Sam Shepard. I can stuff. see that. That's cool. Yeah, mm. I can totally see that. Um, um, well, I have to go because I'm getting really hungry and it's like okay. seven thirty. It's time for okay. me to eat dinner. We'll talk about Frank Zappa next time. Oh, I can't wait. I'll come. Oh, I'll come. I'll come by next. I'll make I'm Greg sick. sick. I'm sick that week. Poor no Julie worries. is taking so much ribbing, but uh, I'll, I, listen, I I'm I'm real good at it, so uh-huh. I can I can oh, but, I can give it too. So uh-huh. before you go, uh, I think we skip Marky, we go to Tommy Ramon, and now that I see he might be recovering, I think Jeremy Renner with the right wig could be Tommy. Oh, <laughs> that's a great idea. In fact, I think having been run over by a snowplow might actually help his performance. Yikes! So wait, there's Dee Dee, and then. Wasn't there another like CJ? I want to say the drummers were getting switched out. He came after uh DD CJ, yeah. So, okay, do we we don't need to cast? I think we go with the first four, including Jeremy Renner as uh Tommy. It was uh, it right because it depends on what the story is actually about if we need that other drummer, and I doubt that like the screenplay is going to. Involve the replacement of DD. Yeah, yeah. I love the Ramones, and if I'm writing a script, I'm not. I don't care about. Okay, that. okay, fair, fair enough. And, and any any Broadway play that you tell me to go to, I I will go to. I'm excited. All right, I I I'm knock on your you door, and you're gonna. Yeah, no, I'm I'm up for the I'm up for the challenge. But Sondheim wise, you both have your marching orders. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks well, for thank joining you us, thank Julie. You so thank you for having thank us. You fantastic. Okay. Nice bye. You. Likewise. Bye. Thank you. Did you get a fortune cookie, Greg? Of course not. <laughs> I don't think they have them in DC. I got one, uh-huh. you know, in Richmond last week. No, no fortune cookies in DC. It's insane. I got a very good one this week. Well, let's hear it. I hope it happens. Oh. All the troubles you have will pass away very quickly. That's well, that could one. mean you're going to die. <laughs> well, I want to spoil your that great too. That too. That, yeah. Well, hey, you know. There are worse things. There are worse yeah. things than death, right? We yeah. all know that. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, there is. I, I I believe that one. Yeah. Well, that was fun. I enjoyed meeting uh, Julie. Yeah. yeah, we had a good uh, time. The quick. I mean, it took always, you twenty minutes to mention uh, Jersey, so that's always the <laughs> record. A lively conversation with Julie. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, I want to thank everybody for listening. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, and uh, thanks for everything. Thanks for listening, everybody. And the whoever asked about talking out about our declining health, trust me, I am more than happy to talk about my declining health on this show from now on. So, <laughs> me too. Hey, here's an idea. Uh, have you ever had a colonoscopy? <laughs> Not only have I had a colonoscopy, I had one simultaneously with an endoscopy. Ooh, thank you very much. I've never had one or the other. Everybody gets, all dudes get freaked out about the colonoscopy. I'm like, you shit your brains out, you go to sleep, you wake up, you feel great. I don't know what people think happens at these things. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I, I love mine. Okay. I might go in for you know two a year or something. 
to a year. No, it's <laughs> you should not put it off. Okay. You go get one. It's perfect. All you do is you go to sleep and you wake up and and you feel like you lost 10 pounds. So really? Yeah. I, I haven't lost 10 pounds. No, I haven't. Thanks for pointing that out, Mike. Appreciate it. Speaking hey. of <laughs> no, this uh Chinese food is uh taking its toll on me. I gotta yeah. I gotta start moving around. Yeah, maybe we'll find maybe we'll we'll pick an, a healthier option next week. Uh-huh. I, I no, would, actually, I this one that. wasn't bad. I mean, it was yeah. this was yeah, this well, was a nice a break. I, we forgot to ask Julia's score. I'd give this like a it was good, but it's almost cheating because I keep saying it's like candy. It's like a salty appetizer version of candy. I give it like an eight one. I, I ding you, it because it's not like a real. You took you know, a picture of it, right? Yeah, I took a picture. I said, uh, yeah, I'm like looking a, forward to see what it looks like because, yeah, we had very different experiences. I I would give it like, uh, you know, five. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's like a cheat. It's not like a real dish, but I. No. But uh, yeah, they were great. So yeah. And next again, next time don't. Don't say egg for young challenge. Let's be a little more inviting somehow. <laughs> we'll work on that. <laughs> I'll work on it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a work in progress. <laughs> All right, buddy. Okay. See you next week. Enjoy. Take it. care. Yep. All right, bye.